Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Episode 49 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your host. I'm Kyle, also known as Deadpool Ranger, and I'm Team Shuppet. And I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully, and I'm Team Phantom. Aww. To listen to the show, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts like FourRideRadio.com or Player.fm. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Happy almost Halloween, everybody. If you are listening to this on the release date, tomorrow yeah. is Halloween. It's coming so soon. And as it being Halloween and us loving Halloween, we decide we'll do a special spooky episode. Spooky stuff. We're talking spooky stuff. But before that, we have some news to go over. And before we do that, Doug, what's new in the world of Pokemon with you? Um, not much. Oh, I have to think about it. Why didn't I think about this? <laughs> uh, 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 because preparing for a really podcast would be a smart thing to do, and we're yeah. not that smart. Yeah. Hmm. No, I guess I. I guess I haven't really done all that much huh well that's a bummer i guess i'll have to do more pokemon stuff this week that's your homework you? for the week uh well uh i started replaying pokemon white nice because all the unova pokemon and pokemon goes made me want to replay it so i started yeah. that but you know i thought i'd change things up and go with pokemon i've never used before yeah it's a lot harder than it sounds because i've used a lot of pokemon Yes, and, you know, you and I had been sort of texting a little bit about this. I think the other thing that makes it especially difficult is that's a generation where you have to use the regional Pokemon. So Mm -hmm. it's not like like other generations where you could be like, oh, I ran into my favorite Pokemon pretty early, so I'm just going to stick with that one. Um, So just by the nature of it, I feel like Unova Pokemon probably were more used proportionally in their generation than in other games. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. Like, I wanted to use an all-Unova team because I was feeling nostalgic for a Unova because of Pokemon Go. Yeah. So this worked out perfectly. The good um, thing so, you have to in that game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so for my starter, I picked Tepig because I've actually never used the Tepig line, yeah, and as yes. you already know, um, I nicknamed it Doug yeah. in honor of you. I'm honored. So, uh, so far, my team consists of uh, the Evolve form of Tepig, because I don't remember what it is, because it's nicknamed right now. So. Pignite. Pignite, thank you. This is why, <laughs> was was I talking to you about not na- nicknaming Pokemon? Yes. Or who, yeah. Well, yes. I was like, well, then I just forget what they're called. See? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pignite. Um, so there's Pignite, there's Amuna. There's Drillbur, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Pansage. Whoa. 
yeah, I'm using a elemental monkey. And, and honestly, Pansage is very helpful for your mm -hmm. team. <laughs> well, Pansage and Simi Sage are the least of my uh or like they're the least I don't know how you want to say this, but like I like them They're at the better. top of your list, even though you don't like any of them. Exactly. Like, they're the best out of the worst. I don't know. Best of the like, worst. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, because, I don't know, I like the little, like, Elvis hair thing Simi Sage got going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came to a conundrum yesterday because I was starting to think about it, and I'm like, okay, uh, who do I want for my flyer and who would I want for my surfer? Because you kind of need those. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking up, like, who I can use for surfing. And I was like, okay, well, I've already used majority of all the water Pokemon in there except for one, and that was the Jellicent line. Oh, okay. But you can okay. only get Jellicents by surfing. Oh, uh, mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's so granted, mm, I could, probably could have just caught a temple, you taught it surf, go yeah. get the other Pokemon I need, and then I'd be done. Yeah, I think, I don't, I mean, I don't think that would count as being part of your team, Exactly. It's sort but of then, like just utilitarian. Yeah, but then of course I came across another Pokemon that can learn Surf, and that was Bufalant. I was like, okay, I've never used Bufalant before. That'd be kind of cool. Well, one because Bufalant is stupid, but two, why can it learn Surf? Tauros so can learn weird. Surf. What's that? Tauros can learn Surf. Also weird. Why are they <laughs> surfing? That I don't. What? How is that even? <laughs> can Buffalo swim? I don't think so. I would be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I decided not to go with Bufalant because Bufalant can't be caught until like after the eighth gym, and I think I need Surf before that. Mm. So I was like, okay, that's out. So then I was looking at my other possibilities, and one more stood out: Drudigan. Mm, okay, Dragon type Pokemon. I could use a Dragon type on my team. Perfect. So then I went back to my Flying Conundrum. And so I was like, okay, who do I want as a flyer? And there was two options there. And it's either Sigilyph, the non-evolving psychic flying type. Yep. But I was like, I already have a Muna. So, okay. And then my other option was Golurk. And mm -hmm. I was like, just the thought of me flying on a Golurk is amazing. So I'm going to go with that. I just, what even are yeah. Pokemon? <laughs> well, if you've seen it fly in, I think, one of the movies or the anime, it uses jetpacks. Like, its feet turn into, like, jets. Okay. The Iron Man Pokemon. Exactly. Hmm. Now, it is a ghost ground type, and I will already have a ground type with my uh, Drillbur and Excadrill, but I'm overlooking it. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta. So. That looks like it'll be my team, unless, of course, I come across something else. But, I mean, my pickings now are getting really slim. Like, I was thinking about going with, like, a different grass type. But my only other grass type options were the Elemental Monkey, the uh, Maractus, the Cactus Pokemon you can get in that, but it doesn't evolve. Mm -hmm. And then my other one was the... Cottony and Whimsicott, but I don't get those unless I have black and I'm playing white. So. I just had a thought. Okay. They should make, and I know you'll you'll probably hate this because you hate them, mm. but if, they, if they're already nicknamed the Elemental Monkeys, I know that's not like an official designation, 
but they should make a fourth one <laughs> like so that the, all four elements are represented because <laughs> oh, i guess like grass would be like the earth no 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 like grass is i guess the earth one and then you have mm-hmm. water and fire so they would need a flying one to represent mm. air um which could Ooh, be can we have cool. one that knows all four types what's that called the avatar monkey the avatar monkey yes exactly if you have all four um you can summon you know the avatar monkey <laughs> it'd be perfect four powers combined yes. i'm the avatar monkey yes makes two franchises there folks yeah why not yeah um and then I guess uh, the only other thing new in the world of Pokemon with me is I've caught, well, I've got, I have obtained three shinies this past week. Dude, people are getting Go. shinies like candy, and I have gotten none. <laughs> yeah, even my uh, wife Dorothy, she got a shiny Chikorita. She's already got one, so it was kind of eh. But still, I mean, I just, I don't have a shiny Chikorita. Give me a shiny Chikorita, Pokemon Go. Come on, come on. Well, if uh, Dorothy and I ever see you at some point, <laughs> I will force her to give her give you one of her shiny yeah, chickens. She doesn't have to. She can do whatever she wants. I, I know. But, uh, but yeah, know. I caught. <laughs> yeah, Monday, this past Monday, I caught a shiny coughing. I am very jealous of that. It looks very cool. It is. It's a really nice shiny. Yeah, the um, coloring of it in Pokemon Go especially is very pleasant. Oh, yeah. Um. Wednesday, I caught a shiny Sableye. Jealous? Yes, I am. You're <laughs> jealous of yourself? I yeah, I don't know why no. I just said that. <laughs> uh, it's still like 9 o'clock that's in the morning, folks, so that's kind of why. That's all right. I couldn't and then, blame you. I didn't even really get up. I'm just laying man. down in the middle of the <laughs> podcast, so, you know, it's cool. It's okay. <laughs> um, and then uh, yesterday, uh, on a Saturday... I uh, had a trade with someone. I traded him one of my relicants, and I got a shiny centret, which I immediately evolved into a shiny ferret. I'm shocked. Well, you shouldn't be. Yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm not actually. No, okay. After we're done recording, I'll explain sarcasm to you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I do appreciate that. It's a mythical skill that only I possess. Mm. Yes. Well, if it's like anything like mythical Pokemon, they cannot be traded, so... I guess I can't teach it to you, then. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's about it. Um, oh, my wife got the uh, uh, new uh, Mega Construct set. Oh, which one's that? She got the uh, Froakie Dedenne set. Aw. Mm-hmm. She cute. really likes Dedenne, so she wanted that. Oh, have you seen... I don't remember uh, I'll, I'll tweet about it or something because i feel bad mentioning it without giving credit but have you seen the uh fake mon that is like an amalgam of all the pikachu clones but like in a sort of frankenstein to. way i have not and Ooh. i don't know if i want to now <laughs> no 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 it's so good it's like it's sort it's like um yeah it's like a frankenstein of all of them but it's also very cute at the same time <laughs> So it's like okay. made up of parts of obviously like Dedenne and Pachirisu and Emolga and all that. So it, it's nice. really very, very funny. Okay, yeah. Uh, you got to send me that. I, I, yeah, yeah. When I, I'll find it and I'll, uh, I'll tweet it or something. All right. Well, speaking of 
Pikachu. We're going to dive a little bit into news, and I figured this is a great segue. Yeah. Um, Build-A-Bear has announced its newest Build-A-Bear for Pokemon. It has. And it's really cute. It is Pichu. Yeah. Now, they had announced basically saying... Uh, they they used like a pun in like their announcement saying, "Hey, new Pokemon's coming." They basically said, "Don't bolt away" or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, bolt being you know electric type or something, everyone was assuming like it was probably Pichu. And of course, me being me, I was like, "Ooh, it could be Magnemite because you know it has bolts in it." Mm-hmm. But it obviously wasn't Magnemite, and I don't know why they would ever do Magnemite. <laughs> it's a life size Zebstrika. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a Zeb Striker. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes. But Pichu is very cute. I do plan on getting it. Um, but yeah. So that's uh, at least outside of gaming news. Yeah. Stuff that's going on. Some merchandising um, oh. news. There's there's actually a lot of really cool merchandise coming out. Like, I sent myself a couple of them because I wanted to remember. Um, mm-hmm. What was the one that I was... Oh, that's right. There's... There's a Pokemon Advent calendar, and I want it. I really want it. Did you see this? I did not. It's probably super expensive because it's, like, very nice. And I'm guessing it's probably just a Japanese thing. Um, but, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a full Advent calendar with, like, little drawers. But I don't know what's in the drawers. What's in the drawers? Maybe ornaments um, or something? I'm not really sure. I know last year the Pokemon Company actually sent out advent calendars to like a lot of YouTubers and whatnot. I'm getting and on YouTube it, immediately. <laughs> and inside each day was a pack of Pokemon cards. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. Well, in any case, it's very cute and I want it. So find me <laughs> on YouTube at I don't know yet. <laughs> So, uh, another thing I just thought of, uh, they actually just uh, found the listings for the uh, Pokemon Christmas items, plushies. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. Pikachu's got a beard. Yeah, Pikachu has a beard, and it's got, like, a very fluffy white jacket. Yes, yes. Sylveon has, like, a very... It has actually, like, a hooded... A white jacket that looks like maybe it sparkles a little. I almost didn't notice it. I was looking at the Sylveon plush and I was like, that's just a Sylveon. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's already very, like, pretty. And then what I think is probably the best one is Charmander dressed up as a reindeer. Yes, it's so good. Little reindeer costume with a hood. Mm -hmm. Now, I actually already have a Christmas Pokemon plush. It's Rock Ruff. Oh. So... And any other ice types, I guess you can kind of count as Pokemon plush or Christmas Pokemon plushes. Yeah. But. So I do actually want to get uh, probably the Sylveon or the Charmander, one of those two. Oh my god! It's not just a um, reindeer; it's actually a Sawsbuck. I'm pretty certain. Hold on, let me check. You know what? I think you're right because it has the spotting. Um, I'm just checking to see if it's Sawsbuck or if it's just like. Yeah, no, it's Sawsbuck. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, I that love when they awesome. do that. Good good job. If you have the reindeer Pokemon, you might as well use it, you know? Right. Well, there's also Standler. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I feel like that one's I... not as, like, seasonal. Well, I know in a Johto episode uh, for Christmas, they used uh, Standler as a uh, reindeer for Santa. Yeah, well, I mean, what else were they going to do? Flying Miltank? 
But uh, Actually, you know I'd what? Like we shouldn't that. be talking about Christmas right now. We should be talking about Halloween. Yeah, let's talk about Halloween. And in Pokemon Go, there's a Halloween event going on. Although, by the time you're listening to this, it's either already over or it's ending tomorrow. Yeah, so, so hopefully you had a good time. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, this is probably the best Halloween event ever. Yeah, they nailed it. Um, so we got some new uh, costume Pokemon, and it's not just a witch hat Pikachu. I'm so glad they, they did not re-release God. that because... Ugh, it's... So we got a costume Pikachu dressed up as Mimikyu got a few of those yep uh squirtle dressed up as a yaw mask which it's just like a top hat and i want one so badly i just haven't found one yet i haven't seen any of the ones you're about to mention i've only i seen have pikachu. i only have one of these other than the pikachu and it's the charmander dressed up as cubone cute and then Bulbasaur dressed up as, I think it's actually Shedinja. I know I put down Ninjask in the uh, <laughs> list, but I think it's Shedinja. Uh, cancel it. Cancel everything. Cancel the whole episode. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have uh, even noticed if you were like, it's Ninjask for sure. Now, nah, someone probably would have called me out on it. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so also going on right now is Darkrai Raids, which are awesome. I have uh, I've heard that they can be pretty brutal. Yes. Uh, so Darkrai is actually what the fans have been calling a tier six Pokemon. Ooh. Now it's still labeled as a tier five, right. but the CP of it is actually higher than the normal average of a CP for a tier five. Gotcha. So they're calling it a tier six. So you need a lot of people for it. Yeah. Um, I think I did a raid with like five or six people and we just got destroyed. Yeah, it's uh I've only heard difficult difficult experiences. <laughs> yeah, so I eventually did get one. My high I highly recommend doing it during like uh the raid hours when on everybody's out. Yeah. So I already have one, it's cool, but remember it is a mythical Pokémon, so you actually cannot trade this Pokémon. Can't do it. Nope. Not allowed. Which sucks because my I, if I catch another one, I can't trade it to my wife who didn't get one. So because that's kind of what we do. If I get a legendary and I get like more than one, I'll trade mm-hmm. it to her. Yeah. Um. So we also have a lot of ghost and dark type spawns. We sure freaking do. And I'm still looking for that shiny uh, shuppet. Oh yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't run into any other shiny ghosts yet, which is a bummer because I saw that. Uh... Our friend uh, Josh, Kentucky Jam, got a shiny Mistrevis, which is green, and I was very, very jealous, and I want one. He also one. got a shiny Duskull. Hmm? He also got a shiny Duskull. Yeah, he's been having, like, some dope luck. Mm-hmm. So congrats to him. Mm-hmm. But the one that we all want is the shiny Yamask. I want it. Also, they released Yamask. Yeah, I do have Yamask. I just uh, I haven't encountered the shiny one yet. Neither have I, but I have Yamask. I've already evolved into Cofagrigus because I am loving this double candy bonus. <laughs> I know. I hatched a um, a clink the other day and got like 40 candy, and I was like, oh nice. my goodness. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> this I've is been good. Try- yeah, I've been trying to do like as many clink raids as possible so I can get 12 candies for each raid. Yep, 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 yep. Now, I still haven't even evolved my clink. Me neither. I'm waiting to get at least 125 candy so I can evolve them all. Yeah, I yeah I want to since I know that I need at least another one. I'm just gonna wait until I have the other one and then I'll go from there. 
Yeah, because if I happen to come across a shiny clink, that's the one I'm going to evolve. If not, then I have a 98% uh, battle-ready clink to go. So. Battle-ready. <laughs> Sounds <Nice>. very cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, We got some new avatar items, uh, uh, like a Mimikyu backpack, a Zubat backpack, which I really want that Zubat yeah, well, that's my Pokemon news, is I have a new shirt in Pokemon Go, and it is oh, yeah? cool. It, this is old what news, it? but I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got the uh, the Vileplume shirt. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my, um, my interruption of old news <laughs> in this episode. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> you finally figured out what's new in the world of Pokemon with you. Yes, a shirt. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. We also got a spooky message, 2019, another task for, for Professor Willow. And it, it's still the same thing as last year. Use 108 berries, catch 108 Pokemon, spin eight Pokestops you've never been to, and you'll get a spirit tomb. But spin eight Pokestops you've never been to. I don't think that's yep. I don't think that's what I have. Uh, but let me double check. I'm I'm happy that they're repeating this because that was the only time that Spiritomb was available. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so if they do events like that that are specifically tied to like a holiday or a season, like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the other cool thing about this was some of the like the little little rewards. Yeah, that's that I don't. Hmm. Oh, well, oh, maybe it's in another another tier or whatever. Yeah, it's in tier two. I was like, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, spin uh, eight Pokestops you've never been to is in tier two. And then tier three is not is just nothing, just claim everything. Right. Uh, so, but, like, you can also get, like, a Yamask if you haven't seen one. You can get a uh, Litwick if you haven't seen one yet. Yeah. So that helped me out. So now I have a Litwick. Yeah, I got a little Litwick. Mm-hmm. And just as a reminder... Once you get Litwick into Lampet, you need a Unova Stone to evolve it into Chandelier. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, there are now more Shadow Pokemon from Team Go Rocket. I'm happy about this because, to me, it makes it seem like Team Go Rocket is... It's not a promotion. It is just part of the game and will continue to be part of the game, which is yeah. what I was hoping when they introduced it. Yeah. My only th- gripe with this is that there was a glitch when they did this and all the new Pokemon that they added to Team Go Rocket that can be sh- uh, Shadow Pokemon for some reason now appear in your uh, nearby as uh, silhouettes. Yeah, I mean that's weird, but... Yeah. yeah, I think they finally fixed it, but it was just like, oh hey look, new po- Aww, it's just like Cactia. I don't know why that's like that, but okay. <laughs> and then I finally found out. I was like, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, so that's the Halloween event. I gotta say, this is probably my favorite Halloween event so far. It's good. It is. And then uh, coming up, the soon as the Halloween event is over for the entire weekend until November 4th, we have a Reggie event mm-hmm. where Reggie Rock, Reggie Regice, and Reggie Steel will be returning to the raids and they can be shiny. Mm. During this weekend, more Geodude, Magnemite, and Swineup can all be shiny and Sfeel will be appearing. So, Why, Why Sfeel? <laughs> because I don't know. That's so weird. The other three I totally understand, but Sfeel? Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. And it's not even uh, shiny? Well, you know, I guess if you haven't seen this feel in a while, there you go. I guess. <laughs> but, of course, I will be inclined to capture every Magnemite that I see. Of course. So I will be busy with that. Have fun expanding your Pokemon box over and over and over. Well, no, I'll just keep on transferring it over to Let's Go. There you go. That's what I do with all my Magnemites. They're all in Let's Go. I think I have over 100 Magnemites over there. Yeah. And then what I'm doing is I'm catching every one, trying to form a streak. <laughs> there, that so that, yeah, so I'll just capture every single one, form a streak, and then once I have over 31 caught, that's the maximum you can get to, for the IVs to be perfect for Pokemon. I'll start hunting for shiny Magnemites in there. Perfect. Yes. Um, uh, so there's that. Uh, shiny Skarmory will now be available in the event. Nice. And the best part about the whole thing, in my opinion, is the two times incubator effectiveness. Yes. Any incubator multiplier is the best. Now, uh... The big thing to come for this, though, is on November 2nd, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. your local time, mm -hmm. will be the a Colossal Discovery event. Mm -hmm. For $7.99, you can buy a ticket. You cannot use your Pokecoins. Um, you basically buy this ticket for this event to happen. It's a paid event, so take it how you will. I know a lot of people don't like this. A lot of people like this. I'm somewhere in the middle. But have no fear. If you don't do this, Regigigas will be coming to the EX rates. Oh, yeah. You get Regigigas out of this. I totally just skipped the fence there. I mean, the <laughs> biggest part of this story is that they're charging $8 for an event. Yeah, well. I'll be doing it. I will not. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm holding back all of my uh, my instincts to tell other people not to. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm following my instincts because I am Tammy Instinct. So, yeah, I um, hmm, hmm, I eh, I'll just be honest. I hope this fails miserably. I hope that <laughs> I hope that they make very little money off of it, and I hope they never do it again. But uh, that won't happen. Tons of people will do it, and then we're going to see this happen constantly, and they're going to do paid events all the time. And I'm going to quit! <laughs> <sighs> okay, got it out. Okay. Well, until then. Um, so basically, it's a lot like uh, if you go to like one of the, like, uh, the Chicago event or Singapore event where like they have a special task for you to complete while you're there. Um, this is basically how it works. Um this is your chance to get Regigigas early. Like I said, if you don't do this, you still have a chance of getting Regigigas. He will be in the EX raids. I don't know how for how long. Possibly a year. Possibly less. I don't know. So, uh, what do you get with your seven? Uh, with your eight dollar purchase, you get a medal on your page saying that you did this for the Colossal Discovery. Um, you will get up to 10 additional raid passes at no cost during the story event time period when you spin a photo disc at a gym. You can only get one at a time, or you can only hold one raid pass at a time, which leads me to believe part of the task is to battle and or capture a Regirock, Regi Ice, and Regi Steel. 
Mm-hmm. So that's why they're giving you these free raid passes. Um, you also get a Unova Stone, a Sinnoh Stone, and an exclusive pose. So you must open the game during the event. Like if you have already bought the ticket, um, which are on sale right now and they are non-refundable. Um, you basically, as soon as the event starts at 11 a.m. your time, just make sure you at least open the game and activate it. So this way it's running. You have until however long you want to complete the event. Um, but they recommend that you really try and finish it during that day, probably because of all the uh, things that will be happening during that weekend. Right. That will probably really help a lot. And you have until November 2nd at 5 p.m. to purchase a ticket for the event, which only leaves you two hours during the whole thing. So, again, I highly recommend buying it early if you can, if you want to. Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not going to rail against it over and over. All right. Well, um, I will be doing this just this way I can review it. Now, will I be doing, if they do more of these, I don't think so. If they're going to be like, oh, well, if you don't do it, have no fear. We're going to put it in EX raid or it'll be in raids uh, like a month down the road or something like that. I won't be doing it then. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing this one just because this is the first one and I at least just want to review it mm-hmm. and see how it goes. Um. And then finally in Pokemon Go news, our community day from November 16th at 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. is Chimchar. Chimchar. And it will have a one-fourth egg hatch distance as its bonus. So those are always good. Yeah, that's pretty extreme, actually. One-fourth the distance needed or one-fourth off? Um, it just said one-fourth egg hatch distance, so I'm assuming it's, uh, one-fourth of what it originally was. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's massive. Yeah, and then if you, yeah, and then if you use a super incubator on that, that's even less. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you use a super incubator on that, that means a 10k egg is only gonna take you, like, a kilometer and a quarter to hatch. Yeah. Bonkers. I don't think my math was right on that, but it's something like that. Um, because a super incubator two, isn't half off; it's a uh, it's a third, right? But still, that's that's massive. Yeah. Dang. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Uh, just made Doug happy again. Yeah. <laughs> so game news. Uh, so last we had talked, we had talked about how that they were doing this, and it was a 24-hour live stream of a forest. Yeah. And, uh, so, I think a lot of people assume that we'd be seeing a lot of different types of new Pokemon. A lot, yeah, I'll present it this way. A lot of people had expectations that were far too high. (laughs) Yes. That's what I think, because I feel like my expectations were exactly where they needed to be um and we got maybe just slightly less than what i would have expected um but based on people's reactions i feel like there were people who were like we're gonna get 12 new pokemon 
Like, no, 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 we weren't. <laughs> yeah, no. Most of it was going to be, from my perspective, most of it was going to be like confirmation of Pokemon that are added to the Pokedex, but it wasn't like we were going to get a bunch of Galarian species. Um, yeah. I figured we'd get more than one, though, um, but I didn't think it would be a whole lot. Yeah. So they did confirm a couple Pokemon that will be in the game, like Phantom. Yeah. Excited about that. And a few others that I cannot remember at this moment in time. Uh, Moralol and uh, Shenotic, obviously. Yes. yes, those two. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then they showcased the Pokemon, but the they have yet to actually un- officially <laughs> announce this Pokemon. Yeah, which at this point I think is like uh, very intentionally on brand for what the Pokemon is. Um, yeah. Because Impidimp showed up a number of times... And Impidimp is a Pokemon we know because it was in the demo on the floor, um, like, last year or whenever they announced... Well, earlier this year, probably. Um, Mm -hmm. And they've never officially announced anything, which I guess makes sense because Impidimp is meant to be an imp. It's like a fairy dark type, so it's mischievous and silly and um, probably sort of like a trickster or whatever. So it's kind of funny that they keep, like, showing it but not actually talking about it. Yeah. I think it's really funny. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, like, a lot of people, like, questioning, like, is Impidimp even in the game? Yeah, right? Like, it makes you wonder, like, what if this is going to, down the road, be one of those things where in six years we're like, remember when Impidimp was, like, cut from the game? Like, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. So throughout the entire thing, like, they've been building up to, like, a Pokemon, like, every... You know, it wasn't even, like, every hour or something like that. It, like, this was completely random mm-hmm. with its times. But every so often, a, like, you would hear sounds of a Pokemon. You would uh, you would hear something. Like, you would hear, like, stomp, like, galloping. Um, You would see something move in the background. And, like, ever so slightly, it would get closer and closer and closer. Until, I think, like, the very last hour or so. I believe it. Actually, no, not even. I think it was like the last 15 minutes, mm-hmm. two of them came out and just started playing Frolicking. And I actually watched that live because I was like, oh, there's only like 30 minutes left of this live stream. Let me watch it to see what happens. Nice. And two of these came out. It was a male and a female. And you could tell because there was differences between the two. Is that confirmed? And they... Do we know that to be true? Not 100%, but it's I, it was either a male and female or one and another that just wasn't properly edited. Mm-hmm. And so there was, that's what happened. And then at the very end, the whole thing goes black. And then what sounds like a deeper sound of the cry that we've been hearing, which we think is the evolve form just showed up. Have you mentioned that it's Galarian Ponyta or did I just no. ruin the, the mystery building you were doing? <laughs> You did. I, I don't know why you were building a mystery to that. <laughs> because I like having fun sometimes. Um, yeah, it's Galarian Ponyta, yo. <laughs> yes. Although, to be fair, we talked about it in our last episode with our uh, Ponyta race. Yeah, Ash well, Bash yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, this is, it, it was, I mean, we're not the ones revealing it. <laughs> Everybody no. knows that no. it exists. We're just reacting to it. Yes. <laughs> Um, I think almost like a majority of people thought it was going to be a fairy type, but it is actually psychic type. And I'm actually okay with that now. I'm very fine with it. When I learned it was psychic type, I was excited because 
fairy type was just like the most obvious reaction. So I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think, you know, anything that that sort of within reason sort of bucks our expectations for what typing must be for Pokemon, I think is a good thing. Um, I think it's yes. good that they present something that we're all like, oh, that must be a fairy type because it's sparkly and cute. And they're like, no, actually, that's not how that works. Like, <laughs> that's not how typing works. Um, yeah. So I, I appreciate that that's the case. I don't think that's what they were doing intentionally, but I'm glad that that is the circumstance that that we found ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Now, it is a psychic type. Uh, we still have yet to see Golarian Rapidash. Yes, but we are all sort of assuming it exists based on the cry. Yes. And, and uh... we haven't gotten a Pokemon with a regional form that evolves and doesn't evolve into another regional form only the other way around yeah so it would be this is very true. bizarre if we had a, a galeri or like a regional form that doesn't evolve or doesn't evolve into a regional evolution mm-hmm. so i've heard theories on like what the galarian rapidash would look like it, like a lot of people want it to be like a pegasus with wings yes Although, and I don't know I, the word for this, but my six-year-old niece, who's very into My Little Pony, would be sure to correct me that there is a name for that, um, because it would also be a unicorn. <laughs> mm. I don't know the word, though, so I'll have to ask her. Yes, uh, a unicorn would also be very cool. Well, it, it will, it'll, it'll have a horn no matter what. Mm-hmm. The question is just, will it have wings or not? Mm. I don't think it will. Do you? I don't think it will, but I can dream. But you want it to? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So do you think yeah. it would, if it evolves and it has wings, do you think it'll be a psychic flying type? Or do you think it'll just be a psychic type and then it'll have, like, fancy wings? Again, I can dream and I kind of want it to be a psychic fairy. Okay. Because I don't know if we've actually had that typing. We could have by now. I don't know. But... That's kind of what I want, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm just like, eh. Isn't isn't Curlia psychic fairy? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, so I I, uh, I I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me on that and not having any of our listeners yell at us on Twitter. <laughs> um, do you like how I picked Curlia? Because I couldn't remember if Ralts was also a psychic fairy. I think the whole line is, but I just couldn't remember. Yes, the whole line is. Sometimes the first one isn't, you know? No. Oh, yeah. No, you know? no. I get it. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it is also a shield exclusive Pokemon. Weird. So weird. How is that weird? It's weird because what we were expect like we got a sword exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. And what we were expecting was a counterpart to that. And this does not at all feel like a counterpart to Surfetched, which isn't to say that it is. There could still be a counterpart for each one of these that we don't know yet. Um but uh I think it's it's so weird that like the sword exclusive that we are introduced to before the game is released is a regional evolution um and then <laughs> the the shield exclusive that we get beforehand isn't a counterpart to that but just a general regional form mm-hmm. okay yeah i can kind of see what you mean yeah 
I mean, literally everybody was expecting, not literally everybody, I'm sure somebody is like, not me, but um, most people <laughs> were expecting that, you know, the, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. exclusive we would learn about would be similar to the Surfetch situation. Again, bucking yeah, expectations is good, so I'm fine with it, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, kind of like just like another evolution to the yeah. to a regular Pokemon. Yeah, I get that. So, just surprised. Yeah. King Sparsed. Uh, yes, uh, and Sparsed. I feel like we will not know what Rapidash looks like until the game comes out. Yeah, no, I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah, and I'm okay with that too. Yeah. yeah. But I will tell you this, Galarian Ponytail will be on my team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it might or might not be. I don't typically have, like, a psychic, um, like, a specific psychic spot, so we'll see. See, I just really want it because I think it looks cool. Yeah, no, I, I, it does look very cool. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing? Shoot, there was something else to go with this, and I just completely forgot what it was. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving on, if I think about it later, I'll come back to it but we got new gigantamax pokemon we did oh we got one two three four five new ones mm-hmm. uh first up is the honestly i'm i'm not surprised by is the pikachu gigantamax i'm a little surprised not gonna lie really yes um i am i i guess maybe surprised isn't the right well I don't know if I'm surprised or not. Um, we should talk about these two together. They they have a Pikachu Gigantamax form and an Eevee Gigantamax form. And I yes. guess from the perspective of like shoehorning your mascots into everything, <laughs> I guess I'm not surprised. Um, but I'm surprised that Pikachu and Eevee being base form... I know Pichu exists. Get off my back, everybody. But like being base form Pokemon that are capable of Gigantamaxing kind of implies that their evolutions won't Gigantamax, right? Well, these Pokemon also can't evolve, so. Yeah, see, that's that's so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, Gigantamax well, get... in general is weird. It's kind of like Mega Evolution, where there's not going to be any sort of, like, rhyme or reason to what they pick. It's sort of meta, right? Like, yeah. the, there's no explanation in-game for which Pokemon Mega Evolve and which don't, outside of, like, these are the stones we found, the reasoning for which ones Mega Evolve and which don't, and then further, which ones get Gigantamax forms and which don't, is entirely outside the universe of the game, um, which these five Pokemon very clearly demonstrate. (laughs) Um, Because uh, Pikachu and and Eevee are are on the list. (laughs) Right. Well, there's also and, another one on the list and that another makes one. no yeah, sense. You're right. Yeah. But so basically the only way to get these two Pokemon is if you already have play records, I believe, on your Switch. So like if they're um, from what I'm hearing. So basically you'll be get to this Pokemon if you have play records for Let's Go Pikachu to get the Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee to get the Eevee. Yes. I think I think um, that is 100 percent true. I think that was part of the uh, part of the video. Yes, it was. Uh, so. With Gigantamax uh, Pikachu, all of its electric moves will change to G-Max Volt Crash, and it will paralyze all of your opponents. And for Eevee, its moves will change to G-Max Cuddle, which causes um, any opponent of the opposite gender to become infatuated. 
And these GMAX attacks um, will sort of be indicative of the GMAX attacks that we talk about with the other three. Um, well, two of the other three, I guess I should say. But um, I'm, su- I'm surprised at what the GMAX attacks do, but I am kind of pleasantly surprised. Um, because what I was expecting from these GMAX attacks, which we heard a little bit about before, was that they were all just basically going to be Z moves, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, here's a nuclear explosion attack um but they're not they're like most like all not all most of the ones that we were introduced to this round are actually sort of like strategic moves they're not just like tank moves yeah which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. so the other one that's a little weird to us is meowth gets uh uh, gets a gigantamax pokemon form but i love it I love it yes. because it's so unexpected it's, it's... and the design is so good. As far as the design for these five, this Meowth design is by far my favorite. Yeah, so uh, basically it looks like a super stretched out Meowth with a super long belly. It's a long cat. So, yes. <laughs> so uh, I got home after the announcement and whatnot. My, I was talking to my wife and we were She's like, so I don't really understand why Meow's body stretches. So I just pick up one of my cats and just hold it yeah. from underneath his arms, and he she has like cats. just stretched down. <laughs> yeah, and I just like just hold them out to her, kind of like a Rafiki holding out Simba, yeah. and she goes, "Okay, yeah, now I see it." Yeah, it's so funny to me. I think that's the other thing is like Meow's Gigantamax form feels very in the spirit of what Gigantamax has the potential to be. Um, mm-hmm which is like sort of this absurd um, like form because here's the thing. I mean, Gigantamax is sort of inherently absurd there. You know, you're making like Kaiju sized Pokemon for a temporary amount of time. So I kind of, this won't be the case, but I, I think the reason I like Meowth so much is that they lean so far into the absurdity of it that it feels, mm-hmm. it feels like right where you're like that it's absurd because it's huge. And then the design itself is also absurd. And then some of the other ones we've seen, like Pikachu and Eevee, they don't really do that. They just sort of are like, okay, these two are huge and they're either fluffier or kind of like fatter. Um, <laughs> so they, and, and cause they're like, I think they're, they want to get their mascots in there, but they're afraid to drastically change the mascots. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up in this sort of like safe zone of being like, okay, fine. But Meowth! They went all in on Meowth, and uh, that is what I like. I want more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, my big question is, will we see Team Team Rocket's Meowth uh, Gigantamax in the anime? 100%. I, I, yes, yes. (laughs) I will bet on that. Like, there's, I cannot imagine that there will be an episode where Meowth doesn't Gigantamax because, or rather that there will be, there won't be an episode where, where Meowth Gigantamax is because I think that's the entire reason Meowth has a Gigantamax form. Why else give Meowth a Gigantamax form in the game? Because in Mm -hmm. the games, Meowth is never an important character except for like Pokemon yellow. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, two other forms, uh, I'm going to have to go over this, even though I don't want to. Charizard gets a Gigantamax form. I mean, did you expect literally anything else? <laughs> well, 
I'm just going to say this. If Charizard's getting one, I really do hope Venusaur and Blastoise get one as well. I don't think they will. <laughs> I hope you're wrong. Yeah, no, I, I do too. Um, but I don't think they will. Yeah, well, because I just want a giant tree on Venusaur to do something awesome. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. Like, if they're going to do Gigantamax Pokemon, I want absolutely outrageous designs. You know what I mean? Because the thing with mm-hmm. Mega, the thing with Mega Evolution is that it sort of made things look cooler or stronger or you know they kind of like took it to quote the next level but within the confines of what we expect evolution to look like this in order to distinguish itself in my opinion should should be in the realm of absurd so yeah if you're gonna have like a gigantamax venusaur give it like a massive sequoia tree on its back or a huge palm Mm -hmm. tree or something like that um and then you know I know Mega Blastoise is already just barely, <laughs> like, uh, not absurd because it has, like, a massive cannon on its back. But, like, go, f- like, whole hog um, and just give it, like, a full-blown, yeah. like, water arsenal on its back. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, it would be interesting to see what, what designs they could come up with for, for those starters. Okay, here's my pitch for uh, Gigantamax Venusaur. Okay. It has an Alolan Executor on its back. <laughs> I was thinking that, and I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they could do that. They could do that for sure. All right. So the Charizard, basically, it, all of its fire moves will change to G-Max Wildfire, which, oh, you know what? We didn't even talk about Meowth's move. So uh, let me just finish Charizard's move, and we'll go mm-hmm. back to Meowth real quick. Uh, it turns to G-Max Wildfire which will keep causing damage to any non-fire-type Pokemon for four turns. Yeah. So it's a lot like Fire Spin, but better. Yes. And it will only hurt non-fire-type Pokemon, which I think is actually kind of cool. I think it's cool. I It's kind of weird that its massive sort of like G-Max attack just won't work on an entire type. Yeah. So, uh, the Meowth one is all normal moves will change to G-Max Gold Rush, awesome name, which will deal damage to all opponents, and it will allow you to cash in after the battle. So, it's a lot like a super awesome payday. Yeah. And then, you will also be gifted the Meowth uh, as an early purchase special bonus, and it will not evolve. So then our last Gigantamax one, which is actually my favorite out of the bunch. And it's Butterfree. I think it's fine. <laughs> I, I could tell you were looking for some sort of reaction, but I, I kind of was. I think it's fine. If you had asked me which ones were introduced in that video, I would have forgotten about Butterfree. See, I like the Butterfree one because, well, one... I feel like Butterfree got left out of the Mega Evolution since Beedrill got one. Mm -hmm. And two, all these Pokemon, I kind of expected to get a Gigantamax just because they're basically all mascots. You expected Meowth to get a Gigantamax form? Well, I'm calling you out. I didn't expect, (laughs) I didn't expect, but I wasn't surprised. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, so I wasn't surprised by getting a Gigantamax. Uh, Butterfree was completely out of left field for me, and I am all for it. I uh, I think a lot of these, to be honest, are sort of out of left field because I think 
I don't know that I was necessarily expecting. I know people were were theorizing or making fan art of or whatever. I don't know that I was expecting Gigantamax to be something that non-Galarian Pokemon could do. Obviously, every Pokemon can um, Dynamax. Like that's something mm-hmm. any Pokemon could do, um, based on what we saw from the videos. Uh, but I, yeah. I don't know that I was. I, I I would not have been surprised if Gigantamax was a purely Galarian phenomenon. But here we are. I'm not like mad about it because I think I think we've reached a point in in Pokemon history where we have to accept the fact that we're not going to get a new generation, um, like a new pure generation, pure in, in air quotes, um, where they're not tapping into their core roster. Like, it's just not going to happen anymore. The, the franchise has existed for decades, um, and they have to sort of use what works. Um, and I think what that means is smaller Pokedex, like smaller regional Pokedexes as we go along, and mm-hmm. revisiting concepts that have uh, that are sort of timeless, and we saw that with Alola, right? Like that's the whole reason we got such a small regional dex, but then got Alolan forms is so that they could sort of reinvent things that were timeless. And I think that's what we can continue to expect. So not surprised that Kanto, or, or not mad that Kanto has a bunch of Gigantamax forms, but a little bit surprised. All right. Uh... But other than that, that's all of our uh, Pokemon gaming news. Yeah, there's lots of little things coming out um, every day. Little details that are getting confirmed through interviews and stuff like that. We certainly, I don't think we aim to cover it all, So, uh, nor do we have the time to, because we do have like a full-blown topic that we, we planned for the episode. But um, but yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled. It's, stuff's leaking out every day. Yeah, uh, I did want to say this, though. Uh there were quite a few people who were able to play the game for like the first hour and a half and they've all done like articles about it now. Yeah. And uh, there's this one video I actually did uh, post it on our Twitter account. Go check it out. Guy took all the information and basically just surmised the first hour and a half of the game. There's not very any spoilers, but it gives you an idea of certain gameplay stuff. So definitely go check out that video. We won't go all into that because, like Doug said, we have a topic to go over. <laughs> that, and I haven't watched it because I I, uh, I don't want to. <laughs> Ex- I, exactly. I don't want to watch any game it. footage. Like, I know it's technical. Like, oh, no, some it's people- not game footage. Well, but It's there- just a guy talking about it. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's the same thing. If, okay. if you watch an episode of The Flash and I don't watch it, and you tell me what happens, like, I don't know, there's not a big difference to me. <laughs> okay. Um, the Flash dies. Um, probably many times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, moving on to our topic, and it is basically spooky things in the Pokemon world. Yeah, it well, it's it's Halloween almost. Yes. So like, we want to talk about all the spooky and weird stuff that's in Pokemon, because uh, there's a lot of it. And you know, we were we were thinking like, how do we how do we do this? Like, should we do um, like a ghost type highlight episode? Should we do 
you know, something where we talk about just like the, the weirdest Pokedex entries, like what, how should we celebrate the spookiness in Pokemon? And kind of what we fell on was, well, we'll certainly ask people what they think is spooky in Pokemon, but let's also come up with kind of our own short lists of, you know, just spooky Pokemon related things, whether it's stuff from the game or Pokedex entries, just Pokemon concepts in general episodes, like just kind of anything. And that way there aren't really rules to it. We can just sort of talk about spooky Pokemon stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do think there's some stuff that's like kind of um, like more, more well-known things that people are aware of. Um, but I'm hoping that between the two of us, there are a couple things here and there uh, that people weren't aware of. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> okay. okay i will kick us off so um sorry sorry i got a text message from my wife and i was okay. just trying to do it without interrupting anything <laughs> i will wait until you're done <laughs> all right i'm good so like i mentioned we had you know we asked some people what their stuff was and i do actually think that maybe for this episode even though it's not what we would normally do it might make sense for us to start with their stuff um okay yeah. first and then we can kind of tack on to that or add a little bit of like explanation to stuff that they might have mentioned and then kind of go into our own things um and then kind of go from there so um we asked on our twitter uh what's your favorite spooky thing to come from pokemon um and we got a handful of responses so the first one uh came from the aforementioned joshua aaron moore at kentucky jam and he said mr mime i mean come on also, the countless disturbing Pokedex entries, incredible. Some of the lore behind some cute, innocent creatures. Um, yes, that's a, like kind of a good all-encompassing like uh, place to start, which is just the massive amounts of messed up Pokedex entries. Um, yeah. There's so, so many. I mean, if you read pretty much any ghost Pokedex entry, there's some sort of really bizarre story or lore or folktale or something behind ghost Pokemon um, and and their their entries. Um, did you yeah. include any Pokedex entries in your list? I just encompassed all creepy Pokedex entries in my list. Oh, honestly. just generally like the Pokedex is creepy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Uh, I mean, have you seen Rotondex? Well, let's, so, I mean, we should highlight some of them because some of them yeah. are worth mentioning. And I did put one of them on my list um, because it's not a ghost Pokemon. Um, so I think I don't know if it frequently comes up in the lists or not. Um, okay, uh, I basically just went to Google real quick just to type, uh, just typed in creepy Pokedex entries just to see what I would come up with, yeah. and uh, I got like a top fifteen or whatever. So uh, I figured those would just be good to like mention. Uh, uh, what's yours? Um, well, first, this is a side note. Let's we should definitely not read all fifteen of them. <laughs> oh no 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 okay. No, no, no. I, was just, I thought that's what you yeah. were gearing up for, and I was like, no no. <laughs> Um, no, no, we don't have the time for that. <laughs> um, the one that I included, and I don't know, you'll have to tell me if it's on there or not, but Cacturn's um, Pokedex yep. entry is so weird, and it doesn't explain anything. It's just like, I'm going to read it word for word because it's it's worth it, um, but the Pokedex entry for Cacturn is as follows. One of them, as obviously there are, there are many, but here's one that's super weird. It says, if a traveler is going through a desert in the thick of night, Cacturn will follow in a ragtag group. The Pokemon are biding their time, 
waiting for the traveler to tire and become incapable of moving. Period. Yep. It ends there. They don't tell you mm-hmm. what the cacturn are waiting for or what they're going to do to you. They just know <laughs> that they follow you in a group, in a gang of cacturn, and just wait until you stop. <laughs> then what? Yeah. <laughs> do they eat you? <laughs> do they do they do they cuddle Beat you? you up? Do they punch you? <laughs> like what do they do? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that is on the list uh here. So weird. Um, yeah. Oh, this one here is weird too. This is for Kadabra. Yes. Um it happened one morning, a boy with ex- uh extrasensory powers awoke in bed transformed into Kadabra. Like what? What? Yeah, completely skips Abra. Just go straight to Kadabra. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Is like the the ghost Pokedex entries are frequently the most confusing things with regard to building the world of Pokemon. Like sometimes they add really really cool elements. Like Cacturns is weird, but it it sort of just is like this is a weird animal behavior. And then you end up with one like Kadabra, where you're like, how does that make any sense? Um, yeah. Or like Yamask is another one where like the mm-hmm. gist of Yamasks is that. Yamask is a Pokemon that used to be a human, and when it dies, its spirit becomes a Pokemon that carries around a mask of the face of the human that it used to be. Mm-hmm. What? How does that work? Yeah. And, and creepy? Sometimes when they look <laughs> at it, they cry. Yes, they look at their own face and cry. <laughs> yep. Which means uh, that, you know, this is something I was I was telling um you know, our friend Derek, uh, like about Yamask and what it was. And he was like, wait, wait, does that mean that like, you're like someone, you know, could die and then come back as a Yamask and you could theoretically encounter that Yamask and see a Pokemon ghost with the mask of the person that you knew that died and then catch it. And I was like, I guess so. (laughs) Like really weird. (laughs) Very glad that they did not put Yamask into uh, Detective Pikachu because, yikes. Yeah. Um, another one, which is also one of my favorite uh, ghost Pokemon, Baynet. Yeah. Um, an abandoned plush doll became this Pokemon. They are said to live in garbage dumps and wander about in search of the children that threw them away. Oh, so many weird ones. Obviously, there's like the... Uh, the Drifloon one, which I know we've mentioned before, which is that when children mistake Drifloon for a balloon and grab onto it, it it basically like steals them and flies away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you read Phantoms? Yes, of course I have. Phantomp is weird. Yeah. A- according to at least one of the Pokedex entries, Phantomp is the spirit of children lost in the woods who died. Yeah. What? Pokemon, yeah. why are you like this? <laughs> it's so funny, but it's also terrifying. Like some of the things, and it's it's disarming too, because a lot of the Pokemon that have these creepy entries are cute. Like Phantump is cute. Litwick mm-hmm. is cute. Drifloon is cute. Um, and then they just do terrible, terrible things. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so right, weird. So this one, uh, last Pokedex entry sure. real quick. It's not spooky, not creepy. It's just kind of weird. Okay. Uh, Darumaka. Oh, yeah. Darumaka's droppings are hot, so people used to put them in their clothes to keep themselves warm. Yeah, like a little little heat pack. <laughs> yep. Just a little hot poop. droppings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was on the list for a I was like, that's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of weird Pokedex entries so out there. So many. And 
I love it. <laughs> well, like, I'm glad they're not doing this just to be, you know, like PC, uh, like, hey, because not a lot of people really read the Pokedex entries. So this is a great way, you know, for older fans to be like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, it's it's there's some really, really bizarre stuff in there. I love it. And I like I like spooky yeah. things. So I love encountering a good, good, bizarre Pokedex entry. Mm-hmm. Well, I mentioned Derek. He also submitted um, something like he submitted his favorite spooky thing. Um, so where Dare Bear at Derek B. Gale said Shedinja, who I think is my favorite Pokemon, actually. It's essentially a hollow corpse that spontaneously comes to life doesn't breathe, creepily floats, and brings up a lot of existential questions about what Pokemon consciousness is, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, yeah. Which is so good. (laughs) Yeah, Shedinja is really cool. Uh, One of the uh, cool things about Shedinja is actually it was Mimikyu before Mimikyu. Yeah, kinda. (laughs) If you look into the back hole of Shedinja, where basically the ninjas came out of, you will die. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah don't look into the into the cocoon don't do it which is funny because if you actually play like any like the games mm-hmm. and you send out a shedinja you're looking at yeah, the back of you're it you're looking at the back of it the whole time <laughs> yep <laughs> we're all dead basically yep yeah 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 um yeah. eric uh booberry at trekkie b47 uh said this this is a really funny interaction on twitter this made me chuckle a lot actually um he he posted a, a screen grab of his spiritum in pokemon go and just said this thing i caught freaks me out i have no idea the story behind this and then <laughs> somebody replied to it um conquering the universe with idols and black holes at Lissandro said well the interesting part about spiritum is it's made of 108 evil spirits this number is also reflected in its weight at 108 kilograms, <laughs> which Eric didn't know. So Eric just replied with like Winnie the Pooh hiding under a blanket. <laughs> I thought that was like yeah. such a funny interaction because Spiritomb is so messed up. It's so mm-hmm. weird. It's like, what? Okay, why 108 evil spirits? And like, what? It's just like a jar. How'd they get there? What happened? What is it doing? What are they all doing in there together? Yeah. What happens if well, you break the jar and all of them come out? <laughs> like, what is happening with yeah. Spiritomb? Well, one of the things about Spiritomb, though, is uh, to originally get it in the Diamond and Pearl and Platinum yeah. games, you had to get like the special stone that you had to put in like a, a special spot. Yeah. But then you actually had to go down into the, like the cavern place where like you do like all the fossil digging. Yeah. And you have to encounter like a certain amount of people. I want to say it was 108 people, probably, but I could be wrong. I think it might have been less. I don't remember. But either way, you had to encounter a certain amount of people, and then you could actually finally get Spiritomb. Yeah, I mean, Spiritomb is is one of the most bizarre Pokemon in concept, but also just in acqui- like ac- the acquisition. Like just getting mm-hmm. it is always a really strange, bizarre <laughs> like yeah um experience yeah so nowadays like it's a lot harder to get spirit tomb if you replay diamond pearl or platinum because uh-huh. obviously not many people are going down there yep but if you have a second ds and you have a second copy of the game you can go down there with both ds's and you can have each other encounter each other leave go back down and just keep doing it repeating sure. it until you get the certain kind of number. game the system a little so, bit exactly so you can still do it it's just more tedious yeah yeah absolutely yes and then our our last um 
response is from Josh at Talking Tanuki. Um, and he said, I like the theory that you actually killed your rival's Raticate in the original games, which not spooky, but certainly dark. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I found like a pretty good summary of what that theory is. Um, so I will read it. This is from a fan theory wiki. Um, that just like collects general fan theories from different properties. And what it says is in the original Pokemon red and blue, when you encounter your rival in lavender town, he asks whether or not, you know what it's like to have one of your Pokemon die at this point in the game. He's no longer, um, he no longer has his Raticate, which has been used in previous battles. Your rival battle before this took place on the SS Anne, um, and the theory follows that your rival's Raticate sustained serious injuries from that battle. But because of crowding and confusion on the luxury line, um, he was unable to make it to a Pokemon Center in time and eradicate essentially died. Um, it continues that the real reason your rival is in Lavender Town is to begin um, or uh, to begin with is to lay his deceased friend to rest um, in, in the in the tower, like the graveyard tower. Um, despite this, your rival never outwardly tells you that you're responsible for the death of his Pokemon. Um, Instead, he hides his grief and channels that energy into the motivation needed to continue his quest to become Indigo League champion. Essentially, the death of his Raticate effectively destroys your rival's impish childhood innocence. (laughs) And then he becomes champion, and then you ruin that too. Yep, you just ruin everything about this person's life. Fun fact, you're the real bad guy in red and yeah, blue. No, I mean if you if you subscribe to this fan theory, you definitely are are the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh well I, I appreciate everybody's um contributions because uh it's fun to see like what type of stuff sort of sticks with people um and what stands mm-hmm. out to people as either spooky or dark inside this otherwise like pretty cheerful, fun, um, innocent uh franchise. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we already talked about the first uh, on each of our list because I talked about Cacturn and you talked about the Pokedex in general. Um, but what else shows up on your list of spooky or dark things in the Pokemon universe? Mimikyu from the anime. <laughs> what about it? Just like everything? <laughs> just like it's just so dark about how it hates Pikachu. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And uh, the fact that it's almost killed Meowth twice now. That's true. That's very true. And the sound it makes. The sound it makes is like a a weird, demented crabby. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's it's very, very... Yeah, it's so, so weird. I do love Mimikyu, though. Mimikyu is one of those Pokemon that, like... um, it's, It's got a horrifying backstory, but it's also the... It's, like, probably the most meta or one of the most meta Pokemon in existence for sure. Um, And -hmm. people recognize it as creepy, you know, like people see Phantom and they're like, Oh, what a cute little ghost. People see Mimikyu and they're like, wait, what is that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It's yeah. What a weird, what a weird Pokemon. And the anime I think does it justice for sure. It's funny you mentioned Mimikyu because one of the things I put on my list was um, a location um, and it's the thrifty Megamart in Alola. (laughs) I love it. I love that okay. location. Um, do you remember that the Thrifty Mega Mart very much? <laughs> yeah, it's where you had to do the uh, grand trial for the ghost. Yeah, type and you had to do the the picture taking. It was like a mini Pokemon Snap in like a haunted, abandoned mm-hmm. Mega Mart uh, that ultimately uh, like ended with with you know a Mimikyu battle. Um, and I thought that was really really cool. I think Pokemon has a lot of neat 
uh, locations. And actually, the Pokemon website um, has an entire page um, or article, I guess, I don't know, called Pokemon Spookiest Locales. And the Thrifty Mega Mart is on there um and a bunch of other ones too and i you know i won't go into great detail but i'm i would love to to share some of the ones that show up on there because i think it's an interesting list um the thrifty mega mart is on there the pokemon village in the kalos region is on there um burned tower from johto unsurprisingly is there Mm -hmm. the old chateau the ruins of alf um poe town that's a good one Mm-hmm. Potown is weird. Very, very weird. Potown yeah. is like an abandoned town that's sort of been like taken over and occupied by Team Skull. Um, and it's just, it's got a really bizarre atmosphere to it. Um, they mentioned the Distortion World, which is unsurprising. Um, and then this is one that I kind of forgot about, but it's timely since we just talked about Unova. One of the locations they talk about as being one of the spookiest locations <laughs> is N's Bedroom. Yes, <laughs> which is is funny uh, to me, mm-hmm. but yeah, yes. I like the Thrifty Mega Mart. I think it's very cool. Um, we'll include a link to that that uh, Pokemon Spookiest Locales um, article because I do think it's kind of fun. But the Thrifty Mega Mart is is one of the ones that I, I thought was the most fun. Not just not just based on um, like the atmosphere of it, but the fact that they kind of had you do a little bit of Pokemon Snap stuff in it. I like that. I, I want I want more. Mm-hmm. I want so much more. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so my next one is something that not a lot of people know about. Mm-hmm. It is the ghost girl from X and Y. Ooh, tell me more. So, uh, basically, if you go to a certain building in Lumio City... Mm-hmm. And you go to, like, one of the floors there, the music will stop, the screen will flash, and a creepy-looking girl with a strange walking animation will float by, and no matter what, she will always say, no, (laughs) you're not the one, and then just disappear. So weird. And there's no explanation for her, no, nothing to this day. Like, nobody really knows why she was there. I love that. I love that so much. I love that. I I think that's a fun thing to include in games because it just makes people like speculate wildly as to like, who is this? Why are they there? And there could be like nothing. It could, it could be nothing more than one person was like, this will be really funny, but then it inspires Mm -hmm. like an entire sort of lore and an entire speculative you know, collective thought process, which is, which is neat. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, the article I was reading, they actually got to talk to, uh, Junichi Masuda, uh, who was the producer of X and Y. And they asked him what's up with this. And he goes, we didn't put anything like that. in Of course he does. That's, that's the perfect response. Yeah. So he, they show them or he, they show him the video of it and he just starts laughing and just goes, Ooh, and all that kind of stuff. And it just has like a smirk on his face, but he doesn't say anything about it. Of course. And that's, I I honestly think that's the perfect way to handle that. That's so good. Oh, I love that that happened. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Oh, good job. Junichi Masada. That's brilliant. That's the best. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) 
Well, speaking of ghost girls, <laughs> this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody at all. But one of the things I have to put on my list, despite it being predictable, is Maiden's Peak. Um, we talked about Maiden's Peak in one of our Ash Bash episodes, so go back and listen to that. Um, but I just want to highlight it because it is one of my favorite spooky things in Pokemon media. Um, it's a, it's an episode where we're first introduced to the Kanto ghost type Pokemon. Well, I don't think we're first introduced to them there. Oh yeah. Uh, is that the first time we see ghastly? Yeah. Cause it happens before Saffron yeah. city. Um, mm-hmm. so let me just, I'm just going to read like what maiden's peak is because it's, it's all about the legend and the lore. Um, so it says 2000 years ago, a war was taking place and soldiers were being shipped overseas from Kanto to the battlefield. A maiden was in love with one of the soldiers who was sent to war, and she swore to wait on the cliff until her love returned, but he never did. According to legend, she died while standing there, and her body became a part of the cliff itself. Her petrified body became a monument, and the location was named for the legend. Her spirit still haunts the area with the help of a clever, talking ghastly who preserves her legend every year during the summer festival by haunting the peak. Um, In present times, a festival is held there at the end of the summer. Visitors honor the statue of the maiden, and at the end of the festival, people will release small boats with paper lanterns into the water. These boats are meant to help spirits find their way home in hopes that the spirit of the maiden's lover will one day be returned to her. And I just like that. I like that a lot. It's a little bit spooky, but it's um, ultimately it's just like a very, very cool sort of like kind of like folklore tradition that they incorporated into the anime. Um, in a very cool mm-hmm. way. So, uh, my next one is actually another ghost girl in one of the oh, games. Oh, ghost girls! <laughs> so, this is in Omega Ruby and Alpha mm-hmm. Sapphire. Once you're at the Elite Four and you are challenging Phoebe, the Elite Four yeah. member, right as the camera starts to fade black, okay. if you look at her chair, there's a little girl holding what looks like either like a Pikachu doll or even possibly a Mimikyu doll, even though that was was before uh, Mimikyu came right. out. She's just sitting in the chair, and then she's not Weird. there. Like, she doesn't appear. It only appears right as the camera's fading black. And there's a theory that because Phoebe's dressed up in all Hawaiian gear, she might be from Alola, <laughs> so there might be, like, a connection or something like that to Mimikyu. Hmm. That's interesting. Oh man, I'll have to go look at that one. That's so fun. I like I like when they put these like little flashes of things that like just are there long enough for you to think about it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um that's that's weird. Do they ever get into any of that in like the anime or reference it in any other media? No. Oh man. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um my last two aren't from games um one of them is actually like unofficial and fan game related and the other is more of like a promotion so i don't know if you have okay. other like game related stuff you want to talk about or if i should Mine just go into it is game related but it's not really spooky it's more just creepy and weird tell me about it it's the love between a human and it's McCham. oh <laughs> i love that that makes it onto your list of uh spooky slash creepy things in the pokemon Uh, universe (laughs) yeah tell us all about it (laughs) i don't want to okay well (laughs) (laughs) basically uh there's someone who basically they married uh like 
she's waiting for her husband to show up and then her husband shows up and it's like McChamp or Michuck. I can't remember which one of the two, yeah. but they show up and you're like, oh, uh, okay, you're married to a Pokemon, hmm. which isn't out of the realm of the uh, ordinary. I think there's also like theories that people have married. Well, in the Japanese version, there was uh, a book that you read that talks about being married to a Gardevoir. But then in the English version, it got changed to just being friends or eating at the same table as a Pokemon. Huh. Which, yeah, that's it. They changed it to eating at the same table as a Pokemon. Strange. Yeah. You know, one thing that's one thing that's interesting about Pokemon is I do think there are maybe some, like, cultural difference. This is sort of speculation, but I think there are probably some cultural differences that that change the way that we think about Pokemon versus the way that other countries and other cultures might think about Pokemon, which isn't to say that like, it's not weird that she was married to a Machamp or whatever. Like that's still weird probably in both, in both cultures. But I think mm-hmm. our very sort of American or Western or Eurocentric way of looking at Pokemon is that they are simply animals and creatures that populate the world. I don't know if that's really how they are meant to be. You know what I mean? Because there are mm-hmm. so many Pokemon that are sort of anthropomorphic or very humanoid in nature. The fact that there are yes. ghosts and stuff has always been sort of confusing in our culture, but I don't think it's confusing in, you know, its original sort of Japanese context. And I just, I wonder how much of that is sort of related to having to translate culturally, not language, but just like cultural ideas and, and lore and legends and stuff. Cause because, um, you know, ghost Pokemon has always been a little bit confounding, I think, for an American audience, because I think the sort of Eurocentric way of looking at ghosts is that ghosts are spirits left behind by humans. Right. But yeah. I, I, I I'm not super familiar with this, so I would love for somebody to to, you know, direct me to something that would explore this further. But I, you know, Japan doesn't have the same concept of ghosts and spirits and stuff that we do i think ours is sort of limited and narrow but like aren't yokai basically like ghosts but we don't have like quite the right word for them they're not like spirits mm-hmm. left behind by people i don't think i think they're just like spirits in general but then like ghosts are a different thing i, I don't i'm not being articulate because i don't know enough about it but I do think we have like one definition for what a ghost is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think other cultures have many different types of <laughs> concepts of yeah. what that means. I think that probably applies to the Pokemon species themselves. You know, Gardevoir and Machamp um, are sort of weird Pokemon to us because they just are like humans in a way. Um, but I bet that's not as weird other places where it's like, no, 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 we're all just creatures that inhabit the earth. And we're not that far off from, you know, anything else. I don't know. That, w- that was sort of incomprehensible. But um, I- I'd be curious I to explore it. some of that stuff further. Because es- especially if in Japan there's multiple instances of them sort of having these, like, um, like intimate or, like, marriage type relationships with Pokemon that we find so weird. <laughs> um, like, I wonder if, if, if there's something lost in translation there. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So what are your other uh, My other two. Okay. So one of them is a, um, 
like a promotional event that Pokemon did um, that I think is really cool. And I only just learned about it in researching spooky Pokemon things. And I can't wait to look into it more. But in 2014, um, for uh, for our Halloween, they did a promotional event called Koa Poke, um, which just means scary Pokemon. And it was a, a full promotion on the, the Japanese website. Um, it, it, it encompassed a, a number of different things. Um, such as, you know, mini games on the website, different types of comic strips that were Halloween themed. Um, they have a whole website that's still up, actually, um, that just features ghost type Pokemon and their Pokedex entries and whatnot. But the highlight for me, the thing that made it so fascinating is that they collaborated with a famous horror manga creator named Junji Ito who's known for doing incredibly horrifying, haunting, terrifying manga. Um, So when I heard this, I was like, what in the world did they do with Junji Ito? Um, And basically he had done a couple of art pieces featuring Gengar and Bennett um, in his style. And it's very, very cool. I will make sure that we feature those pieces of art and and link to that website um but i'm just so fascinated that they did that (laughs) and i wish they had done more because if we had gotten an entire sort of like single volume horror manga set in the pokemon world i think they could have done some really cool stuff Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm actually trying to Google it right now because I'm so interested. Yeah, if you Google just um, K-O-W-A-P-O-K-E, all one word, I think you'll probably find it. Uh, I just typed in Junji Ito Pokemon, and first thing that comes up is a Gengar with its tongue wrapped around a woman. Yes, yes, yes. That's one of the two (laughs) art pieces where basically Gengar is like, pops up in a dark alley and like kidnaps a girl. Um, I like the band. Yeah. And then the other one is, uh, is like a Bennett, um, like, uh, creeping behind a girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool artwork and he stays pretty, you know, he doesn't veer too far from the Pokemon designs themselves. Um, but it's obviously like in his style and, uh, I would have, I would have loved to see more of that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how much he he actually did and how much they released, but it seems like just a very brief, brief collaboration. But fascinated nonetheless. It says that you could get T-shirts with that art on it, so I wonder if it's still possible to find those T-shirts. Yeah. And then the last thing on my list is actually not something from Pokemon at all. Like it is Pokemon related, but it's not something they put out. It's a fan game that I stumbled on that I think I might try to play. (laughs) It's called Pokemon Nightmare Invasion. Have you heard of this? It's like a, it's a game that's maybe like somewhere between two and four hours, depending on, you know, how quickly you get through it. Um, But it is a, it's, I guess technically a Pokemon hack, um, but it's called Nightmare Invasion. And here's sort of like the setup for what it is. (laughs) It lists three events. So it says January 11th, 1996. Overnight, the world lost its connection to Azure City. It seems as if all citizens disappeared in a matter of hours. The public is scared of whatever happened. A terrorist attack? A failed experiment of the Gene Company? Or maybe aliens? 
January 25th, 1996. A team of policemen go to Azure City. Only four of them come back after realizing they can no longer find their colleagues. The investigation posed more questions than answers. A month later, February 25th, 1996. After a month of silence, a young investigator named Jack heads for Azure City. His goal is to solve the case once and for all, no matter what it takes. Why is he trying to accomplish what a team of policemen failed to do? Why is he risking his life for such a feared case? Is he going to make it out alive? Find out in Pokemon Nightmare Invasion. (laughs) And so it's like this mystery game that's sort of like, um, it's built on um, what looks very much like the red and blue slash gold and silver um, style Pokemon map and and assets and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's, it's an action, sort of an action game. Like everything happens in real time. You don't cut to battles. Um, and you, you encounter all these sort of like weird, um, like supernatural events in the world. Um, and you just try to solve this mystery and it's, it's, it's just kind of like a weird spooky game that's built off of the Pokemon engine. Um, there's a little bit of background. It says Pokemon Nightmare Invasion is a spiritual successor to Pokemon Nightmare, an old project of mine, which got quite popular over the years, despite being entirely in German, um, which is funny. And then it has uh, a list of like things you can expect from the game. And it says action battle system fights with Pokemon interactivity, collectibles, HMs, a big city with many dungeons, uh, many dangerous boss battles, multiple endings, and about two to four hours of gameplay. Oh, multiple endings. Yeah, that, right. Uh, that I think I think part of that is the fact that you know I was watching a video about it, um, and if you just search Pokemon Nightmare Invasion, you will find this. Um, but you know we can certainly link to it as well. We'll we'll try to try to share all these things so that they're easy to find. But um, it looks like you as a character have an HP bar, so I think that you because it's an action battle system, you can be injured and lose HP. And this is so, like, you can game over. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I haven't played it, so I can't necessarily vouch for it, but I'm fascinated by it. Um, and I don't know how Pokemon related it is, but I know that it is built on the engine and that Pokemon um, are part of the game. I don't know. There was sort of like an allusion to the fact that like, maybe there's more going on than is, on the surface and that Pokemon might be more than just like creatures in the environment. But I, I didn't want to dig too deep because I think I, I think I might play it. <laughs> yeah. I, on the other hand, might just watch someone play it. Yeah. If it's a couple and... hours, that'd be easy to sort of break up and watch. Yeah. Maybe I could one of the two, I'll either play it or if it's, if it's really sort of cumbersome, maybe I'll just watch someone play it. But I, yeah. I, I am I'm fascinated by this. I'm absolutely fascinated by the fact that this exists because most, you know, most po- most Pokemon hack uh, games are just sort of like here's a new area with new creatures or here's sort of like an improved version of an old game. This is just such a wildly different take on a Pokemon mm-hmm. hack. Um, well, one, uh, this isn't really Halloween related, but on yeah. the spirit of uh, Pokemon hacks. One of the really cool ones I've seen is a RPG uh, open world map Pokemon game. It basically takes the gold, silver, crystal map, and you can choose whether or not, like, what gym order you want to go in. So depending on, like, which order you go, you uh, 
So, like, everything's open. You can start wherever you want. If you want to challenge Blackthorn City first, you can right. do that. So, it all the Pokemon are kind of similar to anime where Brock was like, oh, well, this is your first badge, so I'll use these Pokemon instead. Oh, that's so good. And you can choose between either starting in Kanto nice. or Johto. You can mix up your eight badges between Kanto and Ooh, Johto. Ooh, nice. I like that. Yeah. It's very open world, and... You can choose your characters. You can choose like, uh, like what color your character is. Nice. Um, and then you have like a bunch of like different starters you can choose. Oh, between. that's so cool! It's not just like the main. Yeah, six. I, I, I really should like try one of these out at some point, just because people put so much work into them and they they do things that are really sort of neat and intriguing and put twists on the games that we're already so familiar with. So, you know what, what we should do. We should try and play a couple or watch other people play some and then just do a whole episode dedicated sure. to highlight a couple of them. Uh, Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm into fun. it. Well, is there anything spooky we left on the cutting room things. floor? Probably a lot. But anything that you want to mention? Oh, I'm sure. Uh, not that I can hmm. think of. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we talked about just the entire Sabrina and Saffron City episodes when they happened so if you need a bit more spooky go listen to our commentaries about the saffron city gym battle and yes. you know the ghost tower and all that sort of stuff if you need a little bit more spooky Ooh, it, it's uh, it's out there i know something that's very that? creepy one of the uh recent episodes in the new season of sun and moon where ash goes to visit an entire pikachu oh. village <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> Like, wait, he's done that. that the anime. Come on. We've done this before. <laughs> yes. But this one here was just, it was just, no, I, I just couldn't do it. Well, I think that's an indicator that we've run out of things to talk about. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let us know what your favorite spooky things are because we like spooky things. But in general, thank you for joining us once again on this adventure along the Victory Road. For information on episodes, contests, or just whatever about the podcast, uh, if you want to give us feedback or ask questions, find us on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there is anything in the world of Pokemon, spooky or otherwise, that you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast, let us know. We'll see what happens. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to hunt some Pokemon ghosts and stuff. And, I don't know, maybe have our souls stolen by weird cute creatures that are actually children lost in the woods. Bye! Check out www.4riderradio.com.